Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Avibo, avibo. All right. What? Mm. Are you supposed to like... Ba, 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 it's ba, ba e, and bo. I can't do it's, the voice. Ah, ah, e, and o, and you emphasize the first, then the second, then the third syllable, and then you change the content. Can I ask you to do that again, but in Hank Hill voice? Bobby bo, Bobby bo, Bobby bo. Tatito, tatito, I don't know how to do this voice. Yup. Anime, your friendship. Let's start over. I was middle of a sentence, or you could have kept that in, but my objection is stands. Well, now I think we gotta keep it in. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Anime friendship power. Anime friendship. Anime friendship power. Anime friendship. Oh, we have fun. We do things. Together. Exactly. With anime. Yes. I'm not convinced my mic's working. There it goes. <laughs> Cut it. My little blips on the radio are different because I messed with this, the, the volume for no reason. It's okay. It's okay. Cody, you're safe here. Oh, thank you. Where, where is here? Oh, this here? This is Anime and Friendship Hour. This is the show where we watch an anime and we discuss it as friends. <laughs> no more, no less. <laughs> exactly. Regardless of how the week is gone. We are we've normalized back to friendship status. That's right. Um, the same way that using toner will reset the pH levels in your skin. Shit. This is the toner of our interpersonal relationship. I see. <laughs> it really is. It's the al- Neutrogena alcohol-free toner of our relationship. <laughs> oh, by the way, did I? Anime Friendship Hour. We watch anime. We talk about it. We make it content and you view it. It's great. You you view it on the you podcast app your on your phone. <laughs> Follow along through yours. You're Courtney Mangleby, the host. Yes, and you're Cody Robson, the co-host. And and this week we uh, are going to talk about that in a minute. First, let's do check-in. Woo! <laughs> uh, um, check-in, Courtney. First, it's it's January second. Is the first recording in the year of our Lord twenty eighteen. Oh, oh, this is the second new year of the show. The, this is the calendar year. Second calendar year. Exactly. I know what I'm saying. Oh, no, but we just had podcast New Year's. Oh, yeah. Podcast New Year's. That was the live episode. That was the live episode. That was uh, a fantastical a fantastical celebration for all in anime and friendship land. Yes. Uh, what? Have so, I completely derailed what you were? Yeah, yeah. I were, was trying to think. So last year, I thought I was going to say my my resolution was I just want to become like. There's a big part of it was being irritating to others. Oh, yeah. That's right. I want to be like very good at being myself Yeah. to the point that I make others angry. How do you feel? Where's your report card on that? Um, I don't feel like others are angry at me. Hmm. Uh, I have been lately lamenting the fact that I'm a bad person. <laughs> Is this true? <laughs> yeah. There hasn't been really new evidence to support that. Uh, just just could... an overbearing feeling. I, think. I mean, it might be depression or it might be the reality of life. <laughs> it might be the Christmas spirit. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you feel like you've been yourself more over the last year than previous Yeah, years? I have. I've really been killing it at being the version of myself that i like that's awesome that's great that's really hard for most people to say most of the time true i think but i think this year my resolution is i need to value human beings more value those around me persona exactly persona (laughs) persona also you gotta fucking play persona I gotta play Persona. What it's are... not easy in your position, but there are multiple ways. There's solutions out there. I have I multiple games you. I need to play right now. What else do you need to play besides Persona? Well, I've never played a Yakuza game. Yeah, and Yakuza 0 just came out, and it's beautiful, and everyone loves it. So it's kind of clunky and old, though. I mean, start with Persona. But well, it, yeah, it, fine, it, yeah. <laughs> I like clunky old games. Yeah, all right, all right. The combat looks ridiculous, though. Like it, so does everything else about Yakuza. Uh, no, it looks ridiculous on like a uh, technical animation level. Yeah, yeah, but, true that. Like they put a, a fine gloss on all the models in the uh, in the uh, artwork and the resolution of the textures, but like it still looks like you're whipping things around like on a PlayStation Two model. You know, like, 
I don't know. It looks like an awesome game, though, with the karaoke and, and whatnot. Yakuza's. Yakuza. Yakuza's. Uh, Cody, check in you. Check in me. Um, I have two bad check-ins. I'm going to decide which one to do yet. Oh, we'll do them both. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like worse than either one of them. Um, I want to hear your idea of a bad check-in. Top Ramen update. Last episode, oh. I was talking about us on the Top Ramen train. This week, I was at the supermarket, decided to try Enemy Ramen Cup Noodles. Rival rival Ramen oh, brand oh. Cup Noodles, which I have noodles. never had. I am Cup 32. Cup bigger in Japan than Top Ramen is. I don't think Top Ramen is a... Um, Even a fucking thing? I think what Top Ramen probably is, is a Japanese company changing... The, they're not calling themselves by whatever the thing is, whatever their usual brand is. Yeah. Because if they just call themselves that, people will see... Americans will see them like, what the fuck is this? Uh, so, American... so they have to like label themselves as ramen. And if you're going to say you're a type, you better say you're the top. got to be the tops. Tops ramen. <laughs> but there's a cup noodle museum in Japan. Damn. Yeah. Now I, I've never, I've always known about cup noodles. It was yeah. recently shoved in my face in glorious HD in Final Fantasy VII as a very prominent yes. product placement. I do get the cup noodles kind of like angle over top ramen. You get the is cup. That you get the cup, and there's typically like actual like protein well, and vegetables in it. It's not just noodles sometimes. Yeah, what protein do they have? They have like shrimp. That's oh yeah, they'll have. They'll give you one measly shrimp. <laughs> one like dehydrated shrimp. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't want to try any of that gross shit. I wanted like a. I want to do science, so I got like the creamy noodles that were just noodles, mm. and I made it last night. And while it was good, it remained five thousand fucking degrees for like an hour. Yeah, because yes. that cup—it's a styrofoam cup, and it doesn't. So I—I I, I felt like I had to have it in the cup, even though there was plenty of bowls, stoneware that would cool it down to a reasonable mm. temperature. So I kind of burned my tongue. I'm not sure if I had the best experience, but I think I am—I think I'm—I'm I'm, I'm sorry, pretty boys in the car, but I'm gonna have to keep my American hack Tex-Mex. Japanese food roots and go with uh, Top Ramen. Now, have you ventured out to other types of dried noodles? I didn't know they existed. You can find um, the Shin Shin bowls. They're they're more like a, they're Korean <laughs> Shin Yami noodles. Yeah, Shin Yami noodles. Uh, they'll get come in a cup sometimes, and they're they're a Korean brand. They're spicier. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes I just kind of want like a savory, warm, not flavored, very strongly in any way. But the noodles are the important part. Like yeah. I felt the noodles were better in ramen. And I saw a AV Club article today called "Can Nine Dollar Ramen Noodles Be Worth It?" Question <laughs> mark. So I did not read that, but um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so part two, ramen journey. Uh, we'll see where I go. I guess I'll look for these Korean noodles, and then we'll have a, a thrilling conclusion. <laughs> uh, check in for you that I, I that you didn't check yourself in for. Uh oh. Uh, nature box update. <laughs> Tell the people what happened. Friend of friend of the show and her one woman and my wife Amy uh, tried to order some nature box because uh, Courtney had brought over nature box to our house and it was delicious. Uh, and instead of five packs of Nature Box, we got five three packs of Nature Box. So That's there is right. basically a dedicated cupboard in my house to nature boxes box and that's eye. the deal you can get when you <laughs> use promo code fandrill at nature box please break into my house and steal only these nature boxes but do use the promo code do use the promo code on your way out there are some very spicy nuts like i don't know what's going on there's some pretzels in there too. spicy nuts yeah there you go <laughs> you're welcome oh fuck you <laughs> Why can't anyway. we be happy? Because <laughs> yeah. we have to be. This is our, this is our Why neutral. Have... If you're happy, I have to be disgusted. <laughs> so that the balance That's remains. That's true. The balance of power. Checks and balances. <laughs> I remember the forefathers were creating the format of this show. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. So what did we watch this week? Oh, we wa- what did we watch this <laughs> week? <laughs> um. Ancient Magus Bride. Yeah. Magus's. Magus apostrophe bride. Yeah. Uh, so this is a seemingly wildly popular uh, yes. shonen. It's on Crunchyroll. Shonen? I thought it was shoujo. You think it's for girls? Who else is it for? Dudes? How so? It's a, well, every detail, that everything that happens. I don't know. Oh, but we will have something to talk about. Okay. <laughs> Uh, from the Wikipedia, it does refer to it as uh, fantasy shonen manga. 
from what? Monthly Comic Garden. Uh, okay, when I was looking at my anime list, they had a shoujo tag. Oh. So that's what made Jury's me... out. Jury's out. I mean, arguably this show is for nobody, but if you go look up reviews on Crunchyroll, it's like 4.9 stars with like a million people mm. fawning over it. Yeah. So let's try to understand it. That's because <laughs> they don't have shit on Crunchyroll. <laughs> it's just ah, shots fired. <laughs> um, so this is a story about uh, um, a young girl who mm, gets... S- they, it really, really does seem for a while like she's being sold into sex slavery. Yeah. In yeah. fact, for the length that we watched it, it wasn't super clear that wasn't about to happen. But yeah. <laughs> she she's like sad and wants to end her life, essentially, and her parents abandoned her and she's an orphan. And then some dude was like, well, you might as well sell yourself to someone that could use someone like you. Yeah. And then there's like this weird, creepy auction. Um, she gets bought. By a skull man. It's a horse skull, right? Horse, or a goat weird skull? Horse, goat. Well, it has horns, so I guess it must be. Oh, you're right. The go- uh, it, A goat. It's one of those like Satan Hannock ritual skulls. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that is. Uh, a gazelle? Ooh. I don't know. Um, um, she's got this like chain around her neck, and they're like pulling on it and shit. And she's just like the submissive, like nothing person. Um, they even, she will be. Um, refer to her as docile, saying like, oh, don't worry, she won't be a handful. She's docile. <laughs> it's like selling a horse. Oh, God. Yeah, there's other like creatures kind of being sold off. They kind of walk through like the... Yeah, and this is thing. weird to me because it was a lot like, hey, sex slavery happens, but maybe <laughs> some of them have fun adventures. <laughs> maybe you got sold to a good sex slaver. Yeah. You know, the kind with a demon skull horse thing. Yeah, and a cute little collet- cottage. <laughs> I don't know where to begin at how weird this is. Uh, they set up, okay, so kind of taking a step back. Uh, so her hidden... backstory. Her backstory is that she's always weird and strange. Yeah, well, we find out she has visions. She can, like, see the shadow creatures. Yeah, she can see, like, fairy people and stuff, magical yeah. beings. It's kind of a nice, if I can give any compliment to this, uh, the, uh, mishmash between, like, um, Gaelic and like old England mm-hmm. fairy type uh, uh, mythology, and then um, uh, straight like Japanese like blob creatures with masks. Yeah, it's nice. And we kind of get a balance there. So then, hidden in the real world, like Harry Potter style, is like this rivalry between alchemists and mages. And so she's bought by a mage, an ancient mage. So there's the ones that that can change the rules of nature, and then there was the ones that break them completely. I do. I barely paid attention to this. Yeah, there's there's only a couple alchemists in it, but the idea is like they're around. Okay. There's like a rival faction. It doesn't matter. Oh my god. <laughs> I was So her mom fucking said, "Hey, I wish I didn't have you." Then fucking dro- jumped off their apartment building and killed herself. Jesus, fuck. Right. And then she went from foster home to foster home who were apparently relatives, but they apparently none of them called her family and shit, and that would be a plot point later. Yeah. She wouldn't eat. She'd bother the other kids by seeing things and freaking out, blah, blah, blah. So um, he's taken her away, and she has a name for what she is. Yeah. And this was one of the somewhat rare moments where I think Amy and I in unison just said, what the fuck? (laughs) She's called a sleigh beggy. Yeah. Sleigh as in Santa sleigh. I beggy as in beggies can't be choosies. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this is. I've never heard of this term before. I don't know if it's a term outside of this show. And I I'm going to look it up. I super know quick. more about like I feel like I have a knowledge base that I should have run into this at least once before. Right? Uh I mean, if you Google Slay Beggy, the first 10 results are this show. So, so they just someone made sat up down and, like, name. yeah. And it makes me want to stab myself in the face. It's dumb as shit. Uh, but basically, her powers, she's a human who can, like, see all this magic stuff and is a part of it. Oh, it's propriety to this hell show. Oh, <laughs> we're getting fact checks. Didn't know Amy was home. Glad. Oh boy. Lord, where do we even start here? Uh he takes her home. Yeah, he... and his whole deal is that he is going to make her his apprentice. Yeah. He's a thorn wizard, some thorn shit. Thorn wizard, know. shadow he's a dark, guy. He's a dark element yeah. guy. And then he his his like whenever he does anything like like uh roots and thorns and thistles and shit come up. So that's kinda cool. I that's don't know. Fun. Geomancy kind of shit. Um I was thinking the whole I'm gonna make you an apprentice thing. This is 
Aso Narae for goth girls. What is Aso Narae? The show we watched, Aim for Ace. Oh, Aim for Ace for goth girls. <sighs> I okay, so that you're saying that's the angle that, that I think that's the out. angle because she's like a vacuous, hollow prison. But I'm seeing this from his point of view. Is like, isn't there some huge male fantasy happening here? Uh, yes, but I don't think that he is the one who's meant to be projected on. I see. Ah, from that situation. Okay. Um, to contextualize this, this was written by a woman. Really? Yeah. Gross. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, I think a lot of this is weird. Um, so a point that stood out to me. me out more. What happened to her? Exactly. Go ahead. (laughs) I think what happened to her was basic socialization. (laughs) You Uh, you don't think she was, uh, perhaps, I don't know, preyed upon by an older man in her life? Basic socialization. Oh, <laughs> is that what you mean? As far as things that are rudimentary. Yep. <laughs> he calls her his puppy and oh, stuff. That yeah, was the that was... second huge groan from yeah. us. My little puppy. My little puppy. It was almost out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, he's kind of just like straightforward with her the whole time. And then he's like, my little puppy. Ooh, ooh, and I'm like... like throwing up in my mouth. <laughs> um, But the scene that stood out to me was when he says she needs to take a bath. Yep. And instead of letting her undress herself and take a bath, which she says she can, yes, uh, he does her fo- does it for her, and it's portrayed comically. <laughs> yep. Just by the way, and then cut to she's in the best, like in my, and I'm like, oh, he saw everything. Yeah. Now that seems gross in many ways, okay. and it's not that it's not gross. But I'm going to do the autopsy on this. All right. So I think autopsy corner as a sh- I think this is supposed to appeal to young women and i think that whole he saw everything thing is supposed to be a dude sees you sexually and that as a young woman who is into dudes that is sexually exciting for you right however you were told that this is wrong okay so if some so if it happened out of your will then you are absolved of any guilt oh, for it this is the dr drew thing where he gets a caller on love line uh, and it's like someone that's like i want to be raped and he's like no you don't you want to be yeah. kind of forcibly sexualized in a situation that you have no control over but you yeah. ultimately are looking forward to or whatever yeah that's what is kind of happening here. yeah and i will say as Ugh. someone who went to a private christian school i did a shit ton of that <laughs> as a kid i did a shit ton of that okay all right so, so you that are, you this all made seeing... sense to me it's like yeah i see it's fucked up right but i see how you get there ah okay and uh, then there's a scene later where uh, uh she meets like a woman wizard lady yeah and, and she like takes the wizard guy his name is elias yeah um she like takes him to task for that and, yeah and it's like, oh, then you're having it both ways because you're also recognizing that it's wrong that that happened. But then also you get to play with maybe that's fun. Maybe <laughs> that's fun for you in a way. But then you don't have to take any, you know? Oh, I'm seeing this in a completely different light now that you're saying this is like a like a young woman's This indulgence. is like a shut-in nerdy girl. Well, yeah. This is goth. Like, this is goth. Not quite goth, but like yeah. goth's too rebellious. But this is inner fantasy world nerd girl wow who wants to escape doesn't like her life wants to be seen as a sexual being right because probably her peers have deemed her as unattractive and so she won't be able to be like seen as attractive until she gets to college or something sure and so this is all that's gonna happen for her here so i guess i i don't know if i'm more grossed out by my original assessment that this was from basically the fantasy of the older man or whether society has put women in a situation to fantasize this from the position of the woman yeah and just for the record i'm not saying i just know in my there is a vein of uh uh, chicks who this is true for sure but it's certainly not true for everyone of course Yeah. yeah yeah um you will get absolutely nothing this in depth if you read the reviews on country Girl for exactly uh so the uh the forest sprites come oh. and fuck with her while she's in the bathtub um yep there's a servant woman who dresses in silver who and does all the chores never explain it yeah like say if you were a dude and you're like you know it'd be great is if there was like this chick that would just do all the chores for me but she wanted to do them and therefore yeah. i wouldn't feel guilty about just being yeah. piece of shit all the time 
Uh, she's like a weird robot or something. Well, she basically like isn't like a full person or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, she doesn't say anything. She doesn't do anything. He's got a lot of fun pets. There's a lot of good little creature things. There's a lot of good little creatures. I can this. say anything good. It's like the Star Wars. It's like the best part is the uh, little creature guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Running around. There's a phoenix. Um, oh, the weird mudkip looking dudes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice guys. Nice guys. Okay, he gives her an, an Adderstone amulet and says, wear this always. That thing must weigh like five pounds. Yeah. You're walking around like Yu-Gi-Oh with the fucking like upside down pyramid on your neck like 24-7. That's yeah. rough. But it, it, apparently it's a tracking device and a teleportation thing and whatnot. Yeah. So there's there's use there, I guess, for... I I just learned this about... Uh, um, speaking of wearing jewelry for a purpose. Ah. Uh, um, so Amber, if you give it... If you put amber jewelry on a baby, it will calm them down. Is it because it's the color of their energy? Uh, <laughs> Why would it calm them down? Um, what kind of pseudoscience garbage is this? Because it's come from the sap. From sap. You're saying like the resin like seeps into their skin and like calms them? Um. So the sap soaks up uh, aspirin from the trees. Because the not old trees. I don't know. Whatever. The oh trees that make aspirin produce sap. That gotcha. sap becomes amber. You put it on a baby. They get some uh, uh, aspirin. That on is them. what's happening then. Yes. Fuck. That's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. And my cousins were like, because I learned this from my cousin's child. They're like, yeah, I thought it was bullshit. But uh, we, she was like teething or something. Uh, she was in pain. We gave her this. She calmed down. Then later we took it off when she went to bed, started crying again almost immediately. <laughs> I was like, well, damn. That could be anything, but I choose to believe it's this. As long as you can convince me there's some transfer or chemicals, I'm way more on board than yeah. uh, oh, speaking of things, songs. You know what I like about science is how, how it has rules and things you can know about why stuff works? Yeah. You know what doesn't have that? What? This show. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I don't know the magic rules of this shit. They, yeah, I guess we'll, we learn a few things in the next episode, but it's mostly crazy nonsense yeah um yeah i wonder if that comes up later if like the alchemists get like more involved but um anyway uh the the little fairy fuckers come back in the middle of the night and they're like come play with us it'll be fine midnight stroll and they just lead her out into the woods and they're like ah bitch you're lost uh, <laughs> yeah so they're this not is right after he told her like fairies can be dangerous yeah little fuckos i like and, fairies being portrayed that way yeah it's like a little mischievous i like the like, fairies in the show yeah i thought but actually i thought about this there's three of them one of them gets to have arms. Yeah. The other two, the the wings are the arms. Oh, so, yeah. So that's kind of fucked up. That's fucked up. Well, maybe she's a higher ranking fairy. Dang. Like to like lose, like the gift of flight, sure. But yeah. like gift of flight and like opposable thumbs. That's like the dream. Damn. Like only dragons get that, right? Everything yeah. else, like your, your wings are your hands. Like bats yeah. and birds and shit. Yeah, you're right. I'm trying to shit. I mean, you'd have to have like six limbs, right? Otherwise. You'd have to or have... insects have, have ants and wings, right? But. You're right. That's so fucked up. That's so weird. That's so weird to see on a skeleton. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, um, so right before she goes, they're trying to take her to the fairy kingdom. Yeah. Uh, and right before she goes, she's like, oh, no, I got to stay with this guy. He's the only one that ever something, something. She's the only Call one that ever family. called me family. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so he teleports there because he's got she's got the amulet on. He says, "Oh, my little puppy came with a collar with a bell, some shit." And then when he's walking her home, or no, carrying her home, a lot of carrying. It's a lot of carrying. She's like fifteen, right? Yeah. And he's like nine hundred. Yeah. Um, a lot of like, yeah, scooping her up and taking her away. So he's carrying her home, and the big reveal at the end of the episode, the cliffhanger is, "Oh, by the way, oh, oh yeah." I'm gonna marry you. Yeah, yeah. my future wife. So yeah. if there wasn't like creepy sexual angle on this whole thing already. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. by the way, we're going to get married. Meet you as somebody I bought for five million pounds. Uh, and and I am completely your superior. And I can carry you. And you have this like tracking device on. Yep. And uh, you're yep. totally like Stockholm Syndrome for me. Uh, we're going to do it. <laughs> Episode <gonna> two. <laughs> <laughs> so i guess i'm thinking about this a lot differently now yeah no we... explain your thought process how did you view this as you were watching it i just thought this was like creepy guy fantasy like in yeah. every way like oh it's a, it's it's not only a wife but it's a child wife that you get mm -hmm. to like teach and nurture but then also fuck and also control also she's young and pretty mm -hmm. also like you have this maid that like takes care of all the shit for you like this it's it, also it's magic and like you're all powerful and mysterious and you get to like do whatever you want and like it's just like in every single little detail, it just felt like a, a 
male power fantasy for like nerds that like magic shit. Um, yeah, I see that, but I I do I think it's tar because she's the protagonist. I think it's targeted at girls. No, you've convinced me yeah. that this is what's going on, especially with it being written by a woman. So uh, yeah, but it's uh, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, this makes so. Another thing that happens a lot as we talk about is that she gets constantly, uh, um, like kidnapped. Yeah. And every time he comes and saves her, and it's yep. a big moment of like, oh, oh, he really cares about me. And if you are that insecure nerd girl, of course that's what you in a relationship. <laughs> Constant reassurance. Yeah. That person wants to be around you. <gasps> in this case, it's just he paid him five million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an, it's an investment, and he's a little. Puppy. He had to sell the boat, <laughs> not the boat. <laughs> he had to sell the magic. Yeah. Uh, second uh, episode, they go to London, England, right? Venture in the uh, the foggy London town. <laughs> Uh, he he drops. Oh, we should start preparing for our honeymoon. I don't know how he thinks marriage works. Yeah, but that's total wrong order. Yeah, I don't know if there was a translation or if he's just that whatever at this point. <laughs> um, in London, he gets a human face. Yeah, and it's like, oh, he's pretty boy now. And I'm like, oh, is this going to be from now on? And it's like, no, no, it's just for like three seconds when he's outside. Because you're a goth girl, you don't want to date a pretty boy. You want to <laughs> date a goat man. Goat man. <laughs> You want to date a scully goat, man. You want to skull fuck that goat. <laughs> exactly. Jesus Christ. Um, we meet the probably the f funnest character, which is Angie, the bookstore owner, who is yes. like a, a weaponsmith. I really maybe? liked her at first. Um, ooh, at first, ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she gives him shit. Basically, all the characters in the universe who know what's going on give... They all think he's a dumb Ainsley fuck. a bunch of shit, because he's a piece of shit. They all call um, him half-baked. Do they what? They all in the translation I watched. They all call him half baked, oh. half half baked wizard. <laughs> I was like, is he just is he just like not really good at this? <laughs> is that his thing? I don't know. Um, so yeah, this is where you mentioned that uh, she gives him shit for buying a person and then marrying yeah. them, or... and then and then like undressing them. Right. Oh yeah, because she basically tells her everything that happens. So she like smacks him or whatever. Um, we get a little more about the, uh, rules of the universe is where she explains alchemists tweak the laws of nature, but mages break them, uh, laws completely, but oh, they yeah. have to do them through kind of the fairy forest creature sprites. And so it's kind of less controllable. Um, Hugo is her familiar, which is a water spirit, which is a fungi. Oh, Hugo is so fun. Uh, I love Hugo. Yeah. She makes a bunch of shit out of crystals. Um, and, uh, she tries to have, uh, Chise uh, makes Chise, stuff, and yeah. it, she kind of goes berserker, and, and oh, then she realizes, oh, I'm going to no. get to what, what made me not like Angelica, because you, you skipped it. Uh-oh, what was it? So in the middle of her explaining magic stuff to Chise, her daughter comes and is like, Mom, Mom, look at the thing I made. Oh, and yeah. she's like, no, get out of here. And she's like, you said you'd watch me practice. And she's like, ah, scram. <laughs> and it's like, Okay. Your daughter's excited about a thing. You can handle that so much differently. I just... <sighs> she just learned that her old buddy is in the sex slavery industry. <laughs> you know kind of, what? Kind of a big night. <laughs> you know, fair enough. Okay. I don't know. I thought of this recently. If one of my male friends told me that they had gotten, air quotes, a prostitute or something at one time, I don't know how I would feel about them. I would respond, well, I would be a coward in the moment, but I would internally respond quite negatively. <laughs> yes. Would you internally cut them out of your life? Duh, I, it feels really easy to say yes. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I just, then I had this whole train of thought. I was like, well, you think that women should... <sighs> to be clear, you're talking about like a, a, a professional... Sex worker, a sex, sex worker, worker right. a sex worker, right? A unionized employee of the sex trade industry. Not I, trade. I don't know. Not trade. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The, no. So we're in a scenario where this woman is a sex worker and everything is on the up and up. Okay. So it's, it's like the best po possible situation for her. Transaction of goods. Even then, yeah. I would feel so fucking weird about that. I dude. would too. Yeah. It would right? just weird me out. But then it's like. Like, if it were to become normalized over many years in areas, like, I could see it not being a big deal. But, like, right now it is weird. So, I But feel you weird. know what the thing is? I feel like I can imagine a world where sex work is normalized and yeah. it's a safe thing to do. Yes. I can't imagine one 
where there's just as many male, cis male sex workers as there are anyone else. Seems tough. Seems tough. And that's why I feel like it's always going to be fucked. <laughs> Perhaps. Isn't there? And um... that's why comics and gaming will always be fucked. <laughs> the, bu- the buyer group is always going to be overwhelmingly men. Even though, actually, sure. that's not true for gaming, I guess people are saying now. It's getting closer. It's getting closer. Um, but yeah, even even the even online dating sites are like five to one or something. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's 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 largely. Pro- I don't. Oh, uh, well, isn't there? Isn't prostitution seen very differently in Japan? Like, I, how true is this that like uh, a husband and wife, like the wife, like on every other Tuesday, can like go have like paid, like go get paid to have sex with someone, and it's not seen as like a weird thing? Is that like one of these weird stories I heard about that isn't actually true, or is it? Like- I that's. You've never heard so of this. weird. That sounds like an NTR. I don't know what that an is. An NTR is a manga. It's a hentai genre. Oh, fuck. No, okay. Where you'll have a dude. I'm going to finish explaining this. Go ahead. Uh, We're um, here to learn. <laughs> you'll have a dude, and he'll be kind of like, no, like, oh, I'm not special or anything, but I have this girl that loves me so much. Oh, blah, blah, I love her. Blah. And then you find out, uh, she's having sex with other dudes, and she likes it better than having sex with you. Oh, is this like a, a kind of a cuckold This is a cuckold deal? thing. Yeah. But I think it has a larger narrative push. I see. La- whereas American-style cuckoldry, it's very <laughs> racialized. A Japanese-style cuckoldry, you really are in there for the narrative story. It's <laughs> more you subtle know which art one. form. <laughs> it's always the same direction, but you go for that. It's it's genre, and it's nice. <laughs> yes. Anyways. Oh, thank you. I, yeah, uh, who told you that? I don't. I feel like it's something I read on like message boards, and it was made to sound like it was like, it just doesn't, like, uh, it, it, as long as, it, it, the, the thing they made clear was um, there has to be an exchange of money. Otherwise, you're cheating. Right, but it could be like if it would, but I don't know. You're telling me it's crazy, and I believe that you because you've lived there twice. Shit. Uh, okay. Well, <gasps> listener, if you have any idea what the fuck I might be trying to talk about, uh, please write in because I certainly don't. Um, uh, oh, uh, 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 crafty MacGyver girl gives uh, uh, she say a uh, little adventurous kid. I love adventurous kids. Like you get your rope and your knife, your and like knife, you get a yeah, book or it's two. Fun. It's fun. Uh, it's fun shit. This, there is like fun, like video gamey, like fantasy world kind of world building. Here. Yeah, I like it. In fact, the first three episodes I would have described as very slow, pointless world building that leads nowhere. Yeah. And then the fourth episode and the fifth episode would finally start to get some momentum on whatever what's you happening. Could call it. It's <laughs> of a plot. Yeah. Um. Okay. So at this point, they are fucking off to Iceland, which is of course. Where the dragons live. <laughs> Fuck yeah. This is great. Yeah. Um, uh, she immediately gets kidnapped by a dragon guy. They don't explain why he did this. No. Every new world will have a white dude who is there to fuck man. with you. Yeah. And slash Joshon uh, Skullfucker guy. <laughs> yeah. Horsehead. Uh, and then otherwise provide new information about the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude's dragon that he's riding. It's blue eyes, my dragon. My dragon. <laughs> Yeah! I'm glad I recognize it. Yeah! It's a spitting That image. was the best part of the show. <laughs> when a blue-eyes white dragon... When the best part of your show is Yu-Gi-Oh! And you're not Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Something vaguely looks Yu-Gi-Oh-ian. <laughs> Maybe you need to try more. Uh, and then we find this, like, land of dragons. And what I like with the dragons is that most of them are just, like, fucking dinosaurs. I love them. They're cute it's little so dinosaurs. Bad. And they just want to play and have fun. And yes. And, like, and baby dragons. There's a little, like, rhino guy. A little Land Before Time shit. Oh, my God. Did you watch Land Before Time? Hell, Didn't yeah. Did you talk about I that? I think we have. All right. Uh, that's <laughs> the one. That's the show that made me realize my parents will die. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, they were very death-focused, weren't they? Yes. Like yeah. these dinosaurs. Totally chill about the circle of life. Yeah, that seems kind of their to whole me. deal. Well, I mean, I don't know what else we were doing here. Uh, the, so the deal with these dinosaurs is that um, they live for a long time, but eventually they turn into trees. Yeah. And because of this, they aren't afraid of death and shit. Like, they and almost can't wait. Yeah, they're so happy. Which seemed dumb to me because I I think if you're a creature that's able to recognize your own selfhood. That you, your thoughts and ideas are a thing that's happening and that thing is finite? Why would you not be afraid of death? I think you're talking like a narrow-minded mortal human. And this was kind of their whole point, right? Is they were able to see beyond this into the bigger picture. So they have no sense of self. 
Because when you die yourself, that is what goes. Well, the yourself, we all become one. Transistor, original soundtrack. <laughs> Best video game song of 2015. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying uh, Memento Mori. Uh, Persona 3, bang, bang. Bang, bang. <laughs> the singularity will consume us all. I guess. Um, <laughs> the, the blue eyes white dragon lands, and he's supposed to like let her out, and he like comically like spits her into the lake. That was fun. It was hilarious. Uh, she like faints, but then comes up, or I don't know who cares. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the humans talk, or the humans talk. The mages talk. She talks to the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs run away with her. She meets the old dinosaur. Dinosaur talks about being trees. I don't know. Nothing really happens. And she she like helps him die or something because her magic is so good. Yeah, she like gets to like experience like his memories or thoughts. Oh see yeah, the stars there's a weird sequence where it's like his memory of flying. But it right. basically looks like a Windows Movie Maker video. Because <laughs> it's just one shot that changes color. And it goes the whole spectrum. Yeah. They, like, really josh on her for not having the ability of flight. Yeah. They're like, why? Humans can't fly yet? What the <laughs> fuck? Who made you? It was just great. I, you know, honestly, most of that, that fly dragon's friends can't fly. So right. what the fuck? I don't know. Uh, so she, like, falls asleep and he turns into a tree. Um, and he's like, hey, come back and make a staff out of my branches, which is kind of like giving tree shit, you know? Yeah, true that. Um, and then they call her my little bird mage, which I guess is going to be a recurring nickname. Better <laughs> than little puppy, at That's least true. you're a mage. At least you have well, a, a tribal. recognizes you have, like, skills and abilities. Yeah. That, that if the mage king shows up, you get plus one, plus one, you yeah. know? <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, and then she's okay. So maybe this also goes into your shojo shit a little more. Uh, the last thing she says is when he she's explaining her experience with him back to to uh, white uh, dude and, and skull skull fucker uh, is when he died. Uh, she was almost envious of him because when he died, there was such peace. Yeah. So it's kind of that like longing to like kill yourself kind of thing, which oh, maybe yeah. fits in with the the type of person that is I identifying with this. i don't maybe that's maybe. i mean I, i'm i'm outside i looking think at. that's trying to be deep uh this is just some like buddhism shit like yeah. like 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 tex-mex buddhism much like my <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> tex-mex the... ramen <laughs> i mean it's japan so it's it's their buddhism no but I'm, you're saying it's cheap and not it's, it's yeah not really exactly deep. that's yeah. what that's what i mean by tex-mex like it's not authentically like yeah like real spiritual shit it's just kind of like oh, he's at peace yeah. now he can fade away like a jedi or some shit some fun um so episode four they finally this is when they finally discover the um invention of plot and things can happen sequentially and there's reasons for them <laughs> I don't know. Fair, I feel sure. like we're too negative on this show sometimes, but this is some horseshit. But the thing is, <laughs> how do so many people like this? I don't. It's just pretty in- inoffensive to high schoolers who how don't. How is there every detail of this is extremely offensive? That's because to you're everybody. <laughs> okay. The thing is, you're an adult and you evaluate things knowing the full implications of stuff yeah i guess so you understand like, that when she's being uh, sold that this is relating to the reality of sex slavery no if, or or the fantasy of actual slavery in the yeah. show like yeah. it's it's on its face value awful to the point where there's one straight characters in the entire damn series it owns a bookshop and she's like what the fuck are you talking about that's horrible and then she says it kind of as a joke and then we never see her again yeah <laughs> what i think is if you're a high schooler, as are most people who watch Crunchyroll, I think. Sure. Uh, um, you just think it's a fun magic show, and oh, you're not trying to dissect anything. God, I'm trying to think of like what I like. If I go back and play Final Fantasy VII again, is Aerith really like without agency the whole time? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think it's as fucking terrible as this, but it might actually be a lot yeah. worse than I remember it. Uh, holy crap. Um, okay, so uh, this is episode four. It's called Everything Must Have a Beginning. Uh, or I, maybe that's where that where I'm saying that we're going to begin the plot. Uh, <laughs> um, so they're going to Kitty Town. On a train. I love trains. Trains! And more trains. Everything needs trains and cats, and bam, we get some trains and cats, and I'm like, just the shot in the arm, this fucking piece of garbage needs <laughs> exactly. to get my Exactly. Uh, although, first thing she says, problematic. Oh, she wakes up and she's like, I don't remember even being tired again. So she's like regularly passing out, which mm-hmm. I guess later is kind of is explained by the plot. But yeah. at the moment, there's like you're regularly being drugged by this dude that bought you. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like that. 
Um, there's a nice gray kitty on the train. Oh, he, he's just a a very realistically drawn kitty. Oh yes, the the cat art is is cat art pretty fantastic. Nice. nice. They do long hair. They do short hair. Um, very proper proper gentleman. Honor to make your acquaintance. Uh, we, we, we figure out he's on his seventh life. So this oh, is a big deal with the cats. This is a very distinguished cat. Yeah. And, and, and it is part of like their aging process. They get, it's like, they it's like Buddhism again. Like they live seven lives. They yes. are that wise. Like it's, exactly. it's not like they just got ran over seven times and they're still like 14 or some shit, but no, they're, they're that many generations more wizened than you. Um, and he proclaims the cat, the king of cats awaits you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get there and there's just nice little cats everywhere. Oh, it reminds me of Persona 4. Oh. Uh, where there's just fucking cats everywhere. Uh, so like, good. friend of the show, uh, Carolyn Janice, explains this basically every day in Greece. It's just fucking cats everywhere I, for I no reason. Kate. And they're all just like, they, they 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 don't care about you in a very pleasant way. You know? Yeah. Like, you're not the cats. whole deal to them. That's, oh, I fucking love them. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, that, that, if I can go back to Persona, I kind of, uh, there's a main character in Persona 5 that is a cat and you take it in a bag everywhere. And it's probably the greatest thing that's ever happened in video games. I do lament that because of that, it's kind of the only cat in the game so far. Whereas there was like, whereas in four, there's just cats all over the place. Cat stealing focus. Right. It's like the cat. You get a lot of cat. Yeah. But it. Also, you're in a major metropolitan area, so I could believe there's less cats, where you're yeah. kind of out in the boonies and four, and therefore, you know, cats. They can get cats. They uh, can get a bird whenever they want. <laughs> that's true. What, what are they, they going to get? They're going to get a street ramen, or they're going to they're going to get a d- boba tea? Like, what, what are these cats going to eat? They don't have a lot of boba tea in Japan. I got boba that, tea once, and it was shitty. Oh, is that Korea? Um, boba tea. I think uh, it's a Korean thing. It's a Vietnamese thing. Vietnamese thing. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. And um, we have a much larger v, especially Vietnamese, and then also larger Korean population Death. in San Jose than we do a Japanese. Oh. Although we do, we don't have a little Vietnam, but we do have a little Japan town. But I think that's just a neighborhood they call a little Japan for marketing. <laughs> so that's a lot of information all at once. Yeah, if you get on our um, public transit, which is fucking terrible, I think the third language is Vietnamese. So yeah. I think it's English, Spanish, Vietnamese. Yes, at the Discovery uh, Museum, is everything was English, Spanish, and Vietnamese. And the other major museums in the San Jose area that I'm not allowed to say my connection to or not because <laughs> I signed a waiver, maybe I didn't. Uh, they only have English and Spanish, which I think is dumb and fucked up. Yeah, might as well. I mean, like it. It doesn't have to be every sign on every exhibit, but like if you're gonna have like official documentation, if you're like, gonna have official documentation, you're at a place of learning and accessibility. Are you not? Exactly. I wonder how many languages uh, find the show Lizzie Nolan throws around on a daily basis with a uh, uh, at, at her library. Oh my god, I bet so much. I bet she like has to throw in. I bet she knows some ta- uh, Tagalog. What's that? It's Filipino. Language. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I knew that. It's just I, it's hard to remember because it doesn't. It's you not were just the name. Tagalongs. <laughs> no, that, that. And then you were thinking of Samoans. That is the thing I knew. I just it's any language that isn't just the name that English people have called them with ease at the end is yeah. hard to remember. Um. Uh. Oh, uh, okay. So we meet the king of cats, and this is a lady king. Perfect. How could the king of cats be even better? It's a it's a woman cat, and it, this is the Angela Merkel of cats, <laughs> champion of Western democracy, as previously exactly. discussed. Uh, <laughs> compare this to the King of Cats from The Cat Returns, which is oh, a gross, complete opposite. Uh, what's his name? Steve? Steve? Not, not Stephen Curry. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? Steve. No, it's, no, not, it's Tim Curry. Curry. Tim Curry. Shit, you said it, and then I couldn't unthink it. <laughs> I wonder what uh, Tim Curry's... Okay, here is my famous... Here's how I'm going to get on SNL. Oh, guest host Steph Curry. Curry on Curry. Steph Curry performing in all of Tim Curry's greatest roles. And you don't even have to write for this. Because you're just going to have a few chunks of each famous thing he's done. Have Steph, Steph in there. You know he's a man of the people. He's so funny. He's so funny. Just write a little joke. Cut to the next one. It doesn't have to be that funny. Man, you you know low effort content. That is right. That is what we practice every day. Then as a callback, he could have a Tim Curry try to uh, shoot a three pointer and be like miss horribly. Or no, like, I think it's funnier if he gets it, and then you're like, whoa. 
Because your tra- society has trained you to think white man can't jump, but then you switch it around. <laughs> I guess you do have to jump for three pointers. They are that far away. Yeah, you, gotta, you gotta, gotta do a little hop. You gotta do a little hop. <laughs> uh, Anyways. Area basketball, guys. Boss <laughs> um, oh, So uh, we learned that cats detest alchemists. Low life thing. Oh, so this is the oh that, you know what this. They said sorcerers in my my translation. So, so that, th- that's interesting because in um, Harry Potter, uh, the original was Philosopher's Stone and the American was Falafel Stone. Falafel Driving Stone. And in America, it was Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, and in this case, it looks like the dub, they changed it to Alchemist, which I felt was a little more appropriate. There was a dub for this? It's down in Crunchyroll. Not on Crunchy. Crunchyroll's too legit for dubs most of the time, but uh, it was made uh, by Funimation. More like Crunchyroll's too shitty. They have a very small selection. I found. Yeah, I feel they like probably didn't pay for a limited. double license or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so they call them uh, alchemists, which I guess we don't get to see too much of their powers to like kind of pick a pick a side. Um, because the sorcerer, like, what the fuck's the difference between a sorcerer and a mage? I have no fucking idea. I'm In no Dungeons and Dragons, sorcerers get one extra spell, but they have like a couple minuses to their whatever the fuck. Who cares? Yeah. You know, it's it's they're interchangeable terms. Uh, but an alchemist is like you don't have magic. You're you're essentially a chemist with magical ingredients. Right? Yeah, that's my understanding. I I've yeah. never watched Full Metal Alchemist or FMA as, as Full Metal Alchemist. That's the fucking kids call it. Yeah. I don't know what the rules are in that universe, but but historically, it's the it's yeah they are pre- magic science. They're right? like portrayed. Kind of like scientists, and then also like police officers at the same time. Oh, they're like the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That kind of sounds familiar. I think I've seen like two episodes, yeah, like, it, it, randomly or whatever. Remember the kid in the armor and whatever. I was like, every child actor should be completely removed from sight. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, we learned that the the uh, skull fucker has got this uh, crazy ability to like be her shadow. Yes, which is another like creeping thing. Uh, but the kitties just swap the shadow because they don't get it. It's like a laser pointer to them. And they're just like <laughs> it's moving. It's just like they're just acting like cats. And I love I love realistic depictions of how cats like their mannerisms and how they play and stuff. It yes. just if they can like just nail like the like subtleties of movement just right. I just fucking love it. So good. Um. So um, we we hear about this this evil legend of the man that captured cats and killed them and shit. Yeah, and there's like some some evil from that in a lake. Yeah, she sees on an island like basically the shadow realm is like coming up or whatever. Yeah, and they gotta um, go gotta go cleanse seal it. Yeah, but then oh snatched kidnapped again. So we're getting a template for how these episodes yeah. work. Uh, she's snatched by this red mage woman, um, and is given and and she throws like this flash grenade and throws her into the ocean. So she's an alchemist. Yeah, she's. I I don't know if she's full metal. She's at least a half quarter metal. She looks like she had one of those men in black thingies that pshoom, your memory's gone. Yeah. So uh um so this this is Oh, I don't know if that's Nina, but we, okay, so we uh, uh Oh we Mina flashback to Nina and Matthew, right? Nina? I got Nina. Is it Mina? My my said Mina. I think that sound that sounded dumb as fuck. But uh, uh, as previously discussed on the live Mina episode, in the Japanese dub though, I mean, um, Japanese version. Sure, but we, we've previously discussed that the M and the N are kind of interchangeable. With not in that case, not in this. It case. It has to be in the middle of the word. Wow, cool, yeah. it's cool, good and thing to learn. Not all the time in that. After some certain syllables. Ah, yeah. Also, I like the name Mina. Is the character in uh, Breath of Fire too, which is yeah. a Japanese game? I don't know. You're was- hating on it. <laughs> No, I'm not hating on. Well, it was confusing. You, I, I believe you called it dumb as shit two seconds ago. It was, oh, well, I'm going to explain. It was confusing because every time she'd enter something, he'd be like, Mina. And in Japanese, Mina, too, as a small n and a na, n and na, Mina, that's everyone. Oh. So what are you saying? Mina, Mina, no, small n. Uh, it's close enough that it's like, what the fuck is going it's on? It's confusing. Yes. It, it's, it's. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Shadow, so uh... she sees them, and it's like, that's ominous. Uh, but she has to go cleanse this shit, so she gets all white-maged up. Oh, yeah, the dude, he, the skull guy saves her again. Mm-hmm. They really shortened that sequence. Of her yeah, they really, getting they're getting good at it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she has to cleanse it because she's a white mage, and he's a black mage. Yeah. He's like, I can't, I, I got no cleansing. Cl- I, I got no cleansing juice. Yeah, you have that spell, level three, so you can <laughs> guess it. Um, so she... Uh, she's walking on water yeah they don't explain how that works they never show her training like forcing her chakra down there yeah and the uh the alchemists show up 
That's not a toe joke, but you wouldn't know. Cody. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Well, are we gonna get to Naruto? I've I've been hearing Do... about the specter of this fucking show for like Naruto ever. looms large it does. in the Weeaboo community. <laughs> are we on like like season fourteen of it, or is there spinoffs? It's are over, we... and now there's spinoffs about their kids. Oh shit! Oh, I think we have talked about that. Yeah. Have you figured out what the best way to consume it would be for a? I don't for our know. Cody host. It might just be uh, um, watching the anime the first few episodes, this but even that won't get. There's so much of Naruto. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, I just want to know what people are talking about. It's okay. Uh-huh. Uh, um. Anyways. So they show up with like a knife, and the cats attack them, but they have iron fibers in their gloves, and. Uh, He's have... like struggle if you like pain. And oh yeah, yeah. She, he's got this alchemist guy grabbed the fairy who was going to help her. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the fairy's like on her side too. Uh, and then we get to reveal to, oh, there's uh, the uh, skull so, guy's like manipulating her and using yeah. her and lying to her. Lies of a mission. Yes. If he told her death is coming, how soon she'll die? Question mark. Yeah. Which is very soon. It turns it's, out. Turns out. Um. So and then she's like. Well, fuck you, because I don't care if he's lying to me, because he was the only person who's ever called me family, so I'll just stick with him, and I don't care. Which is the same speech that the girl who is getting beaten by her way older boyfriend sometimes says, because she ran away from home where she's getting beaten all the time. This is a hypothetical person you're this talking This is a about? hypothetical person. Yeah, that's absolutely what it's it is. It's that same psychology. It though. is exactly. It's battered wife syndrome or it's a Stockholm yeah. syndrome or it's what I mean. The way he even says it makes it sound like it's it's uh, Skullfucker's fault she's going to die. Yeah. I think in the yeah. story later we're going to find out that this is just inherent to her being a uh, uh, slave baggy. Uh, <laughs> that this is what her lifespan is. But at the moment it's like, had he told you, it, by it, the way, like yeah. he, he bought you... He's going to make you his wife, and you're going to die soon. And she's like, I don't care. He's great. Yeah. And it's like, girl, oh. God, oh, lean no. in. Have you ever- Lena this- Dunham in. <laughs> <laughs> is this what Fifty Shades of Grey is about? I haven't- Oh, yeah. Oh, I was thinking about that when I was watching this. The strain of women. This is a straight woman thing. Straight woman thing. I think it's a very straight cis woman thing. Definitely. Uh, uh, this fantasy of, again, like with Fifty Shades of Grey, she doesn't choose to do any of this like bondage stuff. It's all him, but she wants to. <laughs> but because it's like him put forcing it on her, she's absolved of any guilt of it. Right. And and this whole like he might be doing. I think this like then makes him then it makes him like oh he also has a bad boy element to it too like yeah. maybe he's dangerous oh that's sexy and his his mysteriousness like in this case this guy has this like whole mysteriousness about him because well in this case he has a skull for a head and he's a <laughs> pretty mysterious he I mean he creates whole worlds or whatever. But it's like things like way beyond your control. In the case of Fifty Shades of Grey, the guy's like a billionaire. Yeah. And so it's like oh, without yeah, without that element, like take care of everything for you. Right. But without with, that element, without that part, the fantasy doesn't really work. Yeah. Uh, which again is probably about uh, you know, caretaking and society and like yeah. being a housewife. I don't know. There's probably a lot of social forces that make that make, make sense. <laughs> you have to trick someone into thinking you're that. And then once they're done, you have to trick another person and another and another and another. And then they tell two friends. Other. And they exactly. tell two friends. It's a phone tree. That's Before how you make it. Before you know, oh my god. Oh uh, yes, but I think this is in the vein of Fifty Shades of Grey. I think it's it's a different kind of Fifty Shades uh, of Grey. I guess I'm kind of glad I didn't know that going in because I didn't get it at all. And now I'm like kind of rediscovering every every yeah. part of this because <laughs> it, it makes a fuckload more sense if that's happening. Um, I guess if it was a, if it was a male indulgent fantasy, there'd be a lot more nudity in it. Yes, and there, there was. really isn't. Exactly. Right? Dang. Okay. And the I think um, I think if you're trying to sell this to young boys, I don't see how Elias, the skullfucker guy, I, he's not a relatable figure. He's maybe he would want to be that. Yeah. But I don't because th- he's really not developed. Developed as a character. No, he's just like this super powerful. Yeah, everything magic guy. we know about him is how he relates to her. What, what worried me was this was for boys 
a show about a girl. And that then is it's true. like, oh, well, what do girls do? Oh, nothing. They have men take care of them. Yeah, that's And then true. they're like, oh, wow, this is so much different because instead of like a little pathetic boy that gets girls all the time, it's about a little pathetic girl that gets taken care of by yeah. daddy. This is the um, I the girl version special boy thing too, I think. Yeah. So she's a special girl, so she gets to leave normal world and go to fancy magic world. Right, except the power dynamics completely flipped. Yeah, yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> but you're right, you're right, exactly. Uh uh, uh, but anyway, so he, uh, um, Skullfuck guy, uh, he takes care of the alchemist because he has offensive dark magic. Yeah. Uh, and she has to do the um, white magic summon spell on the fucking... It's yep. not actually summon, it's uh, um, the thing, which is underwater. Yeah. And so, she... so, to, so to do this, she has to like... Solve the mystery of the cat killer. Yeah, so she gets like projected into like the past, or when she gets to see the 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 whole history. And, yeah, like, really and so what her. happened was there was a there's a dude named Matthew. Oh, Matrick. Oh, Matrick. Uh, not our beloved Matrick. Oh no, not not at all. And he had a girlfriend or wife. Yeah. Eh. I mean, when you put the honeymoon before the horse, like who the fuck, <laughs> who the fuck knows? Who knows? Uh, um, Mina or Nina. Uh, <laughs> But she was very Nina sick, Gatia. very, very unwell. But she had a cat whom she loved. Aww. Uh, he, of course, never related emotionally to the cat. That'll become an issue later. Um, but he goes to goes to the old pub uh, <laughs> and finds a sorcerer slash alchemist. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, and the alchemist says, "Yeah, I'll take care of your your lady. I'll, I'll no worries." So he goes, takes a look at her. Oh, she's dying, and there's nothing he can do. She fucked. Except maybe, so what Matthew has to do is kill a bunch of cats to get, like, Katie blood, which they gets magicked into medicine, yeah. and this makes her, like, feel better and stuff. Yeah. This is why I feel like it's a strong argument for Alchemist, too, is it's potion crafting or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's a good uh, but point. But there is, good like, point. a uh, yeah, magic element to it. it does, I think it was, there's nothing I can do, and then he's, he basically asks for a devil's bargain. He's yeah. like, I will sell my soul, and then she's like, does she like cats? <laughs> it's like, turns out she does. Um, so, yeah, so he's, like, in the woodshed, and he's, like, butchering cats for their blood, and then she shows up, and he, she's like, well... No, don't. That, don't do that. I feel like I feel like this would also be, like, if uh, if me or Amy were dying, and then one I of thought us about that. came into a, a shed in like literally any other animal, just carcasses everywhere, it would be like, well, you know, Thanks. you got to do it. And if there were cats, it was like you monster. <laughs> now we're both going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Um, don't so know. The alchemist shows up and helps force feed her the potion, and she explodes into tar. <laughs> and the alchemist is very flippantly like, Whoops, "Well, that's a good day point." Pope is perfect. I loved it. I love that it was just like, well, I tried science. You know, <laughs> I le- I learned something. This is good good color for the report. Flip it around. Uh, Flip it. Like either way, the, the scientist wins. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, and so just before he's about to go crazy, uh, the cats come and the self proclaimed first king of cats kills uh, him horribly it devours him. The aforementioned Tim Mina's cat. Oh, uh, there we go. Okay, so that starts the cat king lineage, which is ending with the current cat king, who's the cat queen. Um, who then helps uh, by res- resolving the story? Cat Queen kind of like shepherds uh, with her last ninth life. Uh, these two couple, these this man and woman into the afterlife. Something. Yeah. Something. So um, the, they were like. So the show talks a lot about like, oh, when you're dead, your like energy or spirit or whatever the fuck gets, gets it's back in the mix, back in the soup. It becomes yeah. part of the life juice. Uh, uh, exactly. Uh, but they're like, we have forgot me, Matthew, the cats. We've forgotten our way. We don't know how to do that. Just like, take us out of the soup. T- pick us out of the soup like a bailiff. <laughs> take us out. Get us out. Get out of there. And then uh, um, she says, she's like, no, bailiffs can stay in. And she finds the way. She turns their souls into flowers. Yeah, she's like, oh, little uh, fairy creature, you have the uh, power of wind, right? You have wind magic. Yeah. This this soup is cr- critical strike wind wind power. It's weak to wind. And they're like, great idea, human. And then, uh, yay. Yeah, and then they get sent to a field of blue flowers. Looks unfeasible. Yeah. So 
I don't, I don't understand how it. I didn't that make. No, there's no rules for their magic to make that make sense, <laughs> but it happened. Yeah. Uh, okay. And that's the end of that's the first the, thingy. Then the cats are done, and so our interest. Uh, that was five episodes. We still don't really know a lot about the big thing, but that's okay. Uh, it's we learn about new. Like we know the template now. The, the monster of the week is like we're gonna we're gonna go to Norway. It's gonna be a a, a fjord full of turtles. There's gonna be a white guy there. Yeah. He's gonna Josh. Uh, what's his name? Gonna, for ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, uh, some sort of uh, loot fisk and jump out of the water and capture uh, red hair. Uh, and then um, you know, let's say she'll be too magical for them. <laughs> And then she'll get tired because she's too magical. Yeah, and then Skullfucker will just pick her up and and walk walk away. Yeah. Uh, and and that's that, that that's a good show. <laughs> that's a good show. Mwah. So uh, one thing I almost screwed up is there's a OVA. There's three episodes that are the same length of all of these. Yeah. Um, that are a prequel. I guess they came out. They were released in America. F- first but they are definitely told from a perspective of you should have watched their regular yeah. show first and it basically is about her childhood and basically nothing it's happens nothing. so i i watched two and a half of them hoping that th- something good would happen and i realized i should have gone back to cat kingdom and just yeah what what i think fairy kingdom was episode six whatever I, I i don't i don't i don't know guys like is there is this just a really is this all just pretty is it it's it is pretty it is is well uh, uh, drawn. Yeah, it has an aesthetic. Do we not get a ton of like um, uh, uh, Northern European fantasy in our in our anime? Is there an outlet there for this year? A good amount of it, but maybe not this year. Yeah. Oh, is it just like the latest one with Oberon in it? Yeah, and, and Silky oh, and, no. and whatnot. Um. Okay. Well, I, I I like wizard battles. I like different kinds of wizards. I like uh female library or bookstore owners that have guns and blades that's fun uh everything about the main character was totally fucked up but i guess yep. i'm kind of understanding the psychology of who it appeals to and so i guess i learned something about the world <laughs> yeah i don't know where are you at with this i think it's boring as shit and i can't <laughs> it's it, very slow it's like like there's not, there's not even popular. like fighting yeah and so if i was writing this i would have never written it because i'd be like oh i can't think of a plot that can happen well, i guess i won't write this manga but this lady just wrote it anyways yeah she didn't have a plot she just wrote it and you know what that's the part that i really took home was like just do the thing just write your shit fight figure it figure it out the other crap out later oh uh, if you can't stand being bad at a thing for a while then you don't like it <laughs> um the, the, was the lack of wizard battles a good thing or a bad thing i mean so there have been more wizard battles. There wasn't a lot of like energy blasting shit. Yeah, you know? no, it was I just sad dinosaurs and cats. I, I I don't think that would have fixed any of the problems. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but it was it was kind of notably not anime in that respect or whatever. Yeah. And maybe that that maybe that speaks to its show Jonas. I mean, oh yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, um, just, boo. Boo. <laughs> All right. Oh, Fanny, get in here. It's a time for Fan Corner. Wake the fuck up, Fanny. (laughs) I was just having a little cat nap. Get it? Yes, Fanny, we get it. Jesus Christ. I wouldn't joke about that when there are two hungry cats just feet away outside the door, Fanny. You you don't realize the protection you're granted in this the sanctuary of the Anime French Power Recording Office. (laughs) Gulp. It's a pretty good gulp. It's a pretty good gulp. Damn, Fanny. Uh, anyways, so who is our most listening city outside the Bay Area? Uh, outside the Bay Area, outside of Cleveland, Ohio. It's Okazaki, Japan. It is Okazaki, Japan. Um, try to look some stuff up about Okazaki. Yeah. Um, it was subject to bombings in World War II. Fuck. Not nuclear bombings, but just regular old blue collar bombings. <laughs> oh, oh, there's. A famous tab- tennis table player from there. Oh, yeah? As well as a fa- famous Did you voice- say tennis table player? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> also a voice actor who voiced a character on Prince of Tennis. Ooh. So more connections. More um, tennis. This- have, you, have you played ping pong derivatives? Are you, are you a um, ping pong? Ping pong's... Oh, did I... You, did um... you have a relative or friend with a ping pong table? I got, I went up to a, my most recent ping pong experience is almost a half a year ago now. 
Uh, I went up to Santa Cruz for a um, show, uh, did that, then got drunk with friend of the show Tony Zavala and friend of front of the show Zach Vile, and I fared very poorly in a ping pong tournament that I got signed <laughs> up for. Oh, a tournament, a bracket style, bracket style elimination buddy. tournament. Jesus. Yeah. I found it impossible to have any finesse. I feel like every time I hit the ball, it just went like 30 Not feet. Not good. I'm there. Not good. Yeah. I found, I found that in regular tennis too in high school. Like, it was incredible to me just how bouncy everything was. That, like, if your angle or your it's just wrong, the ball will literally sail like 75 feet in the air and go completely over the cage and out into the parking lot. And <laughs> I was just like, what power? I felt like a JoJo, you know? It didn't seem right. Um, oh, the other thing I read about Okazaki, uh, their dialect, Ooh. their regional dialect is almost indistinguishable from Tokyo dialect, but is very different from uh, a Western, I think, Nagoya dialect that is closer to, I think, is the way that's Oh, so it's not necessarily close to Tokyo, but... It, it, it's it, in culturally it is similar. In that it, it is similar to it. It's culturally unique in that I think the areas that it's surrounding, it's different from, but it's closer to standard Japanese. Gotcha. Yeah. Is that due to some sort of like metro system? Um. Or? So it sounded like there was a period of time, I think they said Meiji area, where they were like incorporating a lot of other cities um, to into this one. So it became very large, and I think that probably meant there was more of a standardization of oh, language. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and that was the interesting things I could find. <laughs> so did you visit this or not visit this one? I've never been there. Okay. Did you get close? Where is, is this? You're saying it's west. Does that mean it's down the island? I think island it's or? in the west. I think it's in the center. I think it's in Kanto, the the big island. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Okazaki. Yay! Thank you, listeners. Please leave a comment. Amy and Amy and Facebook.com slash anime and French power, soundcloud.com slash anime and French power. Probably some hyphens in there. Don't use that one. It's fine. <laughs> Just Google it. Just Google it. Just Google yeah, it, guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, or a or friend, uh, Cody Megaby, on Facebook. Hell yeah. <laughs> Don't do it to Cody. He's afraid of friends. No, you people. can probably do it to me, but. I'm a, I, the I'm a one thing, friend. just message me that it's about the show first, because <laughs> otherwise I'll think you're some uh, some comic who has never met me and yet thinks we should be friends. Yeah, we get a lot of like not real friend friends to do what we choose to do on Monday nights. Um, okay. <laughs> All right, that's been Anime and Friendship Hour. I've been Courtney. I've been Cody. Goodbye, JoJo. Goodbye, JoJo. Hey everyone, I want to thank you so much for listening and also really quickly want to credit Kevin McLeod for our music, Delightful D. I hope it was delightful, everyone. Also, if we're so lucky as to have this on iTunes, please rate and review. I assume you listen to other podcasts, so you should know it helps a lot. And if you don't, it helps a lot. I love you so much. <laughs>